Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I invite you to turn your attention to our gospel lesson, Matthew's account of the feeding of the 5,000. We pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. A complaint that some people have against Christians is that they tend to be so heavenly-minded that they're no earthly good. They complain that churches are so focused on spiritual things that they completely ignore the physical needs of the people around them. You might respond by saying, well, after all, the spiritual is the most important, right? What good is it to gain the whole world and that lose your own soul? What good is it to be like the rich man in Jesus' story, enjoy all the physical blessings of life only to spend eternity in hell? When the poor beggar Lazarus suffered physically but enjoyed the glories of heaven. What would people have said about Jesus? Was he so focused on spiritual things that he was no earthly good? Was he so concerned about the spiritual things that he ignored the physical needs of those around him? Does he care about our bodies? Matthew tells us that Jesus withdrew from the populated areas of Judea and Galilee, and he got into a boat and he headed across the Sea of Galilee to a deserted place. He wanted to be alone, on some rest and relaxation, a time away from the, the press of the crowds and all their demands. It didn't quite work out, did it? Word spread quickly through the crowds that someone saw Jesus in a boat. He was headed across the lake, and thousands of people took off walking, eight, ten miles, and they got there about the same time Jesus did and landed in his boat on the other side of the lake. He was trying to get away from the crowds, and yet here they were. Just think about it. If you had planned a vacation, you needed to get away, you wanted some rest and relaxation, but as soon as you got where you were going, the phone rang and it's work. They said, hey, we need you to do all these things, and you realize that if you did all those things, you weren't going to get any rest or relaxation. How would you feel? If you and I were Jesus and we had gone there to be alone and as soon as we stepped off the boat, thousands of people were crowding toward us, streaming toward us, well, we might have got right back in the boat and sailed off. We might have wanted to, to borrow that phrase from, if you're old enough, the cartoon character Foghorn Leghorn, go away, you're bothering me. But what did Jesus do? He saw the large crowd. He had compassion on them and healed their sick. Jesus had compassion on them. It's one of my favorite phrases in all of the Bible repeats a number of times, Jesus had compassion on them. Sometimes it's translated, his heart went out to them. It's a word that's not just describing that you, you feel sorry for someone. It's a word that's describing a feeling that you got in your gut. It affects you physically. 
makes you want to do whatever it is that you can do to help with that need that that person may have. Jesus had compassion on them. He had compassion on their physical needs. He saw people who were affected by the curse and the decay caused by sin. He saw people who were blind, deaf, and lame. He saw people who were affected by diseases like leprosy or other diseases. He saw people who were demon-possessed. And he had compassion on them. He healed them. Did Jesus care for people's needs while he walked on this earth? You bet he did. But he didn't just care for their physical needs. We don't know what happened exactly after that, but we do know that the people stayed with him the whole day. And as we look at Scripture, we realize that Jesus doesn't just care for people's need or just heal them. He always joins it to an opportunity to teach them. As we've been looking at Matthew's Gospel and all the teaching that Matthew has recorded for us that Jesus had been doing, we can be sure that he took that opportunity to teach them about the kingdom of heaven. All those parables we've been looking at, right there, about the kingdom of heaven. We don't know exactly what he said. Matthew didn't record that for us. Probably would have filled the whole book, right? Jesus is teaching them all day long. But consider the location. Jesus is teaching the people in a deserted place, outside of all the towns and villages. Were they overlooking all kinds of fields of grain? They were in a grassy area. They could see the Sea of Galilee. Maybe they saw some fishermen out on the water. Did Jesus repeat some of those parables that we've studied? The parable of the sower, the parable of the weeds among the wheat, the parable of the net full of all different kinds of fish? Again, we don't know exactly what he said, but he could have repeated those parables, and we can be sure that he, whatever he was teaching, turned their attention away from their physical needs to the things that were most important, to the fact that no matter how healthy they might have felt at the moment, they were like the grass and the flowers of the field that was surrounding them. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of the Lord stands forever. There is an eternity. There is a resurrection of the body. There is a last day, and on that last day, the angels, we've heard in our previous lessons, will separate the wheat from the weeds, the good fish from the bad fish, the sheep from the goats, the believers from the unbelievers. So Jesus would have called on them, Repent, for the kingdom of God has come to you. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the kingdom of heaven except through me. Look at the lilies of the field. Look at the birds flying over your head. If God cares for them, if he supplies their needs, their physical needs, how much more doesn't he care for you? He's made you the crown of his creation. He's made you the rulers of everything that he has made. He's given you not just a body, but an eternal soul. 
God so loved you. He so loved the world that he kept his promise to send the Messiah. He gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus had compassion on the crowds. He showed that he cared for their bodies. He showed that he loved them. And they responded by being willing to to listen to his teaching. Not just a 20-minute sermon and say, okay, now we're going to go off and do something more important. Stayed there the whole day. Just think about that. Listening to church for a whole day. They were happy to do that. It's kind of a lesson that we've learned, especially in our, our world missions. When you show that you care for someone's physical needs for their bodies, providing medical care, mobile medical clinics, providing boreholes, they're called, uh, wells, basically, to provide clean, fresh water, Often the people are willing to listen to what you have to teach them about the kingdom of heaven as well. Teach them about the one who took on a human body, who lived on this earth, who suffered pain like they do, who willingly went to the cross in order to pay for their sins and the sins of the whole world, who rose again physically from the dead to assure them and to assure us that one day we will have a glorified body like his. body that's no longer subject to the effects of sin, no longer subject to pain or suffering or death or disease. We need a constant reminder that as important as the spiritual needs are, more important than anything, People aren't really interested in what we have to say about their spiritual needs until they know we're concerned about them as a person, body and soul. Disciples seem to be concerned that Jesus maybe lost track of time, that he wasn't really concerned anymore about people's physical needs, that the sun's going down, and he's still teaching. So they come to Jesus and they say, The hour is already late. Send the crowds away so that they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. The disciples were concerned about the physical needs of the people. And after all, what good would be if they were filled with all this spiritual knowledge and joy of their knowledge of Jesus and then they fainted on the way or they were too weak when they got home to share that good news with anybody else? How surprised they must have been when Jesus responded, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Imagine their response to that, right? What are you thinking, Jesus? We have five loaves of bread and two fish. That's barely enough for us. How can we feed thousands of people? Maybe, I don't know if he did, but maybe Jesus just kind of shook his head and thought if he didn't say it, Come on, guys. Didn't you just see me heal every sickness and disease? Don't you remember your Sunday school stories? Don't you remember that widow who had oil and flour that just never ran out? 
Surely you remember that God provided manna in the wilderness for your forefathers for 40 years? Shouldn't your first reaction have been at least to pray? Or maybe to say, well, Jesus, yeah, we, we can't do that, but we know you can. Jesus told them, bring the five loaves and the two fish to me, implying that whatever it was that they had, that, that would be enough. He looked up to heaven, he blessed the food, and he began to break it into pieces, giving it to each of the disciples to take out and share with those who were gathered on the hill. Just like that widow whose oil and flour never ran out, the bread and fish just kept coming till everyone had all that they wanted. 5,000 men had all that they wanted. And not just the men, but innumerable women and children who were with them. They all had everything that they wanted and 12 basketfuls were left over. After Jesus had provided for their souls, teaching them about the kingdom of heaven all day, he didn't forget about their bodies. He provided them with food. Jesus does care for our bodies. Unlike some of the worldly philosophers and even some so-called religious philosophers like to claim that the body and everything physical is evil, no, we don't believe that. We believe what the Bible says. Bodies are good. Yes, they're affected by sin. Yes, they can suffer pain and evil. But they are special creations of God. Even now in our imperfect state, the Bible says our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us through faith. By taking on flesh and blood, taking on a body just like ours, Jesus redeemed the body as well as the soul. On the last day, our bodies will be raised. And as Job declared, we'll see God with these eyes, not different ones with our own eyes. Our life in the body here in this world has been given to us as a time of grace. A time for us to have the opportunity to hear that good news about Jesus. To hear that the one and only true God became man, took on a body and a soul, suffered and died to pay for our sins, rose again on the third day. As we live on this earth, we're sure that God is going to richly and daily provide for us all that we need for our body and life so that we can serve him and serve one another in love. As we live our lives on this earth, he wants us to be like him, to have compassion for others, to care for their physical needs, and as we do, like he did, use that as an opportunity to care for their spiritual needs, to tell them the good news about Jesus. By God's grace, you and I know that Jesus wasn't just some kind of phantom. He wasn't just some kind of hologram pretending to be a man. He was a real human being. He had a body and soul just like we do. While he walked the earth, he doesn't just care for 
people's spiritual welfare. He cared for their bodies as well. Yes, Jesus cares about our bodies. He graciously provides for us richly and daily, providing clothing, shoes, food and drink, property and home, everything that we need for our body and life. He does this most often in natural ways, providing seed for the sower, sunshine and rain, doctors and medicine. But if he chooses, he still can provide for us, as he did on that day on the far side of the lake in the deserted area, healing the sick by miracles, providing food by a miracle. God does these things not because we deserve it, not because we've done anything to earn it, because he is our good and merciful Father in heaven. He does these things so that we might be moved to listen to his word, to listen to the good news that he sent his son Jesus to pay for all of our sins. He does this so that we might trust that he not only cares for our souls, but also for our bodies, that our sins are forgiven. He does this so that we might daily thank and praise him, serve and obey him. So daily we might not just serve him, but serve others in love. Tell them about Jesus, that he came in the body to pay for their sins, that he's coming again, and he'll reunite every soul with its body and take all those who trust in Jesus as our Savior to live with him forever. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join in confessing our